Yo, yo, yo. Potsy Pots here, dailyfantasyswag.com. What's going on, everybody? We're almost approaching mid-August. It's August 8th today. 8-8-18. That's what's up. Mid-August, though. We're getting there. Everybody knows what that means, right? Football season. That's right. Preseason kicks off this Thursday. Full slate of all the teams, you know, going off this weekend. Uh, it's a really exciting time of the year. We got college football coming up. NFL is cranking up, like I said, preseason. So with that said, it's the time of year. This month is a big month for everybody's got to get that uh, draft party together. Mock drafts are, are being put out right now on the daily. So we're going to, each day leading up to week one, we're going to drop a little outlook on each NFL team on their current depth chart and take a look at their players and, and what kind of fantasy outlook they have for the quarterbacks, the receivers, the running backs, tight end, kicker, defense. Got to know the ins and outs. Got to know who they drafted, what's going on, what the local reports are saying. So it's, it's, it'll be fun. Um, great time of year right now. So we're going to do this every day. Alphabetical order. So we're going to, today, start with the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are coming off a somewhat of a disappointing season last year, 2017. They finished with a 10-6 and record, third in the NFC South. Really disappointing year for them coming off that Super Bowl season. Uh, but when you look at the fantasy outlook of the team this year, I think there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Falcons fan, on, especially on offense. So right there at quarterback, everybody knows we have Matt Ryan. I mean, he's the man right there in Atlanta. Um, but when you look at his stats from last season, uh, you know, he threw for 4,095 yards last season. Really good numbers there. Um, but his production was still down big time compared to the previous year. And some of that is due, I believe, to Steve Sarkeesian took over offensive coordinator for the first First season last year as a Falcons coach. Uh, two years ago, they had Kyle Shanahan, and that offense was just insane under under Shanahan. Uh, so Sarkeesian came in, and all the numbers dropped. It's his first time being an offensive coordinator in the NFL, so maybe that had something to do with it. Just wasn't the chemistry didn't seem to be quite there with the play calling. Uh, but you know, four thousand ninety five yards he had. He had twenty touchdowns and 12 interceptions last season. Uh, the previous season, he had 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I mean, that's just insane right there. But going from 38 to 20, that's a huge dip, especially from a fantasy outlook. So, you know, Matt Ryan, he was still ranked third in yards per play, yards per drive. Um, I mean, he still had somewhat okay numbers, but... He wasn't that top quarterback that he was in 2016. You know, now moving into 2018, I think Sarkeesian probably learned a lot as OC last year. He probably knows what Matt Ryan really likes, what he doesn't, play calling, and how the offensive flows. Uh, so I do see a bounce back year for Matt Ryan right here. I love him this year, to be honest. Like, when you look at the, the Falcons, their schedule – 
I mean, they play – their schedule is set up for playing one of the softest pass defense schedules in all of football this year. So I definitely still think Matt Ryan is a top five quarterback fantasy-wise and just as a total quarterback in the NFL. So on draft day, I mean, like I said, he's top five quarterback. I would, you know, a lot of people wait a few rounds before they pick quarterbacks. But if you can get Matt Ryan, I think the guy's going to light it up this year. Uh, that offense, when you look at it on paper, looks insane. He's going to have a huge year. He's going to score. He's going to he's going to throw for more than twenty touchdowns this year. I can guarantee you that. I think Sarkeesian is going to be bounce back this year and and get that offense rolling. And I like Matt Ryan, top five quarterback, top five fantasy quarterback. He's a stud this year. Now, when we move over to the wide receiver spot, hey, number one, as we know, still owning Atlanta is Julio Jones. Uh, last year, he came in at he finished second in total yards by all wide receivers, 1,444 receiving yards. He was a top seven wide receiver in PPR and non-PPR leagues. But the downside with, with Jones, which we just talked about with Matt Ryan, is he only had three touchdowns last season. You know, top receiver in the league and you only get three touchdowns is a big disappointment, especially from a fantasy perspective. And again, you know, uh, I think that has something to do with the chemistry of that offense last year under Sarkeesian. Um, Jones, he had 88 catches. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was okay for him. It was it was his third highest in, in seven years as far as catches go. You know, it seemed last year he was always playing injured, man. That guy was always hobbled. But he played, you know, he didn't sit out, you know, games. The guy's always on the field, no matter no matter how banged up his ankle is or his shoulder, he's on the field. Uh, good thing about Jones is he was uh, eighth out of all receivers in red zone targets. He was number three in targets inside the 10-yard line. So they were throwing to him, uh, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason. So again, this year, Julio had a little contract dispute with the Falcons in the offseason. They settled that. So I think he's going to come out and really want to prove a point this year, especially coming off a season where he only had three touchdowns. I don't think that's just not Julio right there. I see him getting at least seven to eight touchdowns this year easily. Uh, personally, fantasy value, I mean, he's a top five wide receiver all day. I personally think he's a, he's a top two pick at the wide receiver position in your draft. I tend to Bryant might be above him, but hey, Julio's going to have a big year. I see him getting about 1,600 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. He's going to be a stud this year, Julio Jones. On the other side of Julio, they drafted rookie Calvin Ridley from Alabama. This guy is going to start opposite of Julio. Uh, you know, Ridley came into the draft, and it, I mean, everybody originally was like, he's going to be a top 10 pick. Top 10 pick. He's so fast. His route running is awesome. And then something happened, and he just dropped all the way down to Atlanta at number 26. You know, and the thing I do like about Ridley is he played at Alabama, and he played three seasons at Alabama. He finished second most in touchdowns and catches in the history 
of Alabama football. And the quarterback play at Alabama has been nothing spectacular, and he still put up all those numbers in only three seasons. So I do like that about the kid. Uh, he runs a 4-4-3-40. He's a really good route runner. I do see he's got potential being very similar to Amari Cooper in ways. Uh, the only problem is he's in Atlanta. He's going to be competing with other receivers. Julio's going to get a lot of touches. Uh, Muhammad Sanu is going to get touches. The running backs get touches. So he's not going to own the the wide receiver company right now. His first year, it's you know he's going to be learning the offense. Um, everything out of training camp right now says he's doing really well. He's picking everything up really good and. They seem to say he's legit. He's the real deal out there down in the training camp. So good things are coming out of camp from him. Uh, I do see him still being able to get 50 to 60 catches, probably seven, 800 yards receiving, three, four touchdowns. Uh, he's a good guy to keep on your bench, possibly draft him in a really late round, you know, round nine, round 10. And, you know, see what the kid can do. I, I think he'll have a really good rookie season. It'll be fun to watch that offense, like I said. So Calvin Ridley, late round pick. Playing in the slot, Muhammad Sanu. Falcons, uh, they're going to roll him in the slot this year. Uh, last year, he mostly did play in the slot. This is third year in Atlanta. Coming off 67 catches, 700 yards receiving, five touchdowns. He had more touchdowns than Julio last year. Uh, it was second best season of his whole career. Uh, this guy, Sanu. He's a very reliable player. He never gets hurt. He never misses games. Uh, last year, red zone. I mean, they targeted, he gets targets 30, 36% of the time um, targeted in the red zone. So I like that. And those that 36% red zone targets, they turned into touchdowns. Uh, so when they do target him in the red zone, he has a good chance of catching it. You know, he's a tall guy. He can go up and get it. Uh, Julio. He only had a 10% red zone target to touchdown percentage. So, you know, Sanu is very valuable in the red zone. He did get five touchdowns, like I said. Pretty good for a slot. Um, reports out of Atlanta say he's just owning training camp right now. Best training camp he's ever had in Atlanta is, is what they're saying. So I, I do – I like Sanu. I, I don't know where I would take Sanu in the draft as far as fantasy outlook. I mean, you just got to, he's probably, you know, around six guy, around five to six. You know, that the thing about Sanu is a lot of people don't like to pick him. It's, he's not a really sexy pick at receiver. But once the season starts, dude puts up numbers, you know. So keep an eye on Sanu. Don't forget about him. A lot of people do like to forget about him in the drafts and just, uh, get a little bored with him. But He's going to put up numbers. He's a good good pick. He's always going to be there. He's not going to get hurt. So Sanu is solid. Muhammad Sanu. At tight end. Uh, Falcons are rolling with Austin Hooper again. This guy's coming off uh, 49 receptions, 526 yards receiving last year. Uh, you know, he had three touchdowns. He plays about 80% of the offensive snaps that Atlanta puts out there. But, you know, as far as the overall tight end perspective, you know, he finished 17 in targets. He finished number six in drops among tight ends. 
you know, when you look at his stats last year, week one, they played the Bears. Bears should have won that game, by the way. But week one, they played the Bears. Austin Hooper, two catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Dude went off, right? So everyone's blowing up on Austin Hooper. Then he went 17 straight games without topping 50 yards receiving. So, you know, he's going to have one of those fluke games probably this year again. He's going to get probably two to three catches, 35 yards a game. I really don't see any fantasy value in Hooper this year, especially as far as drafting him. I would not draft Hooper uh, if you're really hurting for tight end. You know, pick him up off waivers. There's plenty of tight ends that you can get off waivers or late rounds that will produce better than Hooper. So right here, tight end, don't go with it. At running back, Devontae Freeman. It's coming off an 865-yard season, seven touchdowns, 317 yards receiving, one touchdown. Uh, dude was just killed by injuries last season. I mean, he was dealing with MCL, PCL strains, concussion. He missed a couple games, shoulder injuries. So he only played 12 games out of, you know, I mean, his number, you know, 865 yards for 12 games. I mean, if he would have played the full 16, 17 games, um, you know, he would have easily had 1,100 yards. Uh, but when you look at his average, he averaged 15 carries, 68 yards per game. Uh, really solid. That, that gives him 4.4 yards per carry. Pass targets under that Sarkeesian offense, man. He was just not getting the looks out of the backfield on, on in the passing game. He was only targeted 3.7 times a game. He averaged about right at three catches per game for about 25 yards. So that was definitely down. Uh, he's in a contract season also, which is going to give him motivation. Also, that offensive line, they returned four or five starters. That was a really good offensive line, actually. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, he ranked number 13 in running backs in PPR leagues, uh, 12th in non-PPR leagues, that's what you play. So, you know, if the guy can just stay healthy this year, he's going to have a really big year. Uh, right now, I I project him to be a top, really a top 10 back. I mean, I, I see him on the back end of that top 10, somewhere around number eight. You know, like the experts out there are putting him as a 10 to 15 back. You know, but they're they're putting players like Saquon Barkley in front of them, Dalvin Cook. I think I think Freeman's better than Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think Freeman is right up there with a, a Kareem Hunt, maybe. You know, right around that number seven, number eight running back in the league. And if he can just stay healthy, he'll he'll put up those top ten numbers this year. Uh, so, like I said, uh, you know, as far as draft draft day goes, you know, he's he's gonna get taken around. You know, in the Pick number 20 to 25. That's that's probably where Devontae Freeman's gonna go on average. Um, good play. He's a you know, he's a good starting running back. You know, definitely want to play him every single week. Um, so like I said, that offense I think this year is just gonna really skyrocket. They're gonna explode. And uh so I, I actually like Freeman this year. I, I would definitely want him on my squad if I could get him. But like I said, the injuries scare me. Um, but 
all the signs say he's, he's going to be back 100% this year out of the MCL and PCL and the, the shoulder. So we'll see what happens. So that's a good, 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 good player right there with Devontae Freeman. At the number two running back, they still have Tevin Coleman. Seems like these two guys have been there forever. Uh, Coleman, he's coming off with 628 yards rushing, five TDs, uh, 300 yards receiving, and three TDs receiving. So he, he's got a total of eight touchdowns last year. Same number that Freeman had total. Um, he had a really good 2017 season as a, a primary backup, you know, with split touches. Uh, he actually finished as a top 25 fantasy running back, you know. I mean, this is a guy that he's only going to get probably – 9 to 12 touches per game. He never gets injured. He's always playing. Uh, so he's a really solid bench player. Uh, good flex option if you want to put him in the flex position on your on your lineup. Um, I really think he's, he's, again, he's going to be a top 25 fantasy running back. I think he's still going to produce. He's also in a contract year. And what I hear, he's not going to stay in Atlanta. He's going to move on after this season. Uh, so he's going to want to prove some points out there. Um, so, uh, you know, draft status eh, is not a nothing to really go crazy over. You know, he's going to be a late rounder. But, you know, if you can get him on on your squad, he's he's going to put up numbers for you. Or, you know, if you have some running backs there in a bye week or something or just want to put him in the flex spot, he'll give you some definite points right there. Moving on to kicker. Hey, the Falcons have a top five kicker in Matt Bryant. He's been a top five kicker three of the last four seasons. I mean, the guy averaged 40 yards per field goal last year. I mean, that's crazy. Um, he he's coming in this season at 42 year old, 42 years old. He's an older guy, but dude's still gonna be, you know, with the numbers that the Falcons are gonna put up this year, he's gonna have a lot of fantasy points on extra points on just chip shot field goals, even the 40 yarders, you know. Anytime they get past the 50-yard line, Matt Bryant's going to have a shot. So, again, this year, he's going to be a top-five kicker. Um, you know, kickers go late. But, you know, it's it's pretty amazing when, when you have a kicker that can put up those points. Man, your point total on your, your squad adds up real quick if your kicker can get you about 12, 15 points. Uh, so this is a guy that can do that consistently. So if you do get a kicker, definitely look at Matt Bryant. And on the defensive side for the Falcons, there is absolutely nothing exciting here that I would say draft the Falcons. Uh, last year, they ranked 15th in defense. And I don't see that changing this year. I mean, they're in a division where they're going to face the Eagles, the Saints, the Panthers. It's going to be a lot of high-scoring games that they're going to be in. And, you know, they just they didn't add a lot of a lot of power to that defense. Nothing juicy to that defense. You know, they did their first two draft picks were defensive players, but you know, you still have rookies right there. They're not gonna be game changers to make that defense awesome. Um, so I would definitely not draft the Falcons defense at all. Uh, maybe spot pick them up here and there on the waiver wire if they're playing a really bad team. Uh, but like I said, the Falcons defense has zero. Fantasy power to me, man. I'm not even looking at that defense. Um, but, hey, that's the Falcons right there in a nutshell. 
That's going to be your outlook. That's the players you need to look out for for the Falcons. Don't see any surprise rookies on offense that you really need to have an eye on right now. There's always going to be somebody on every team that pops out out of nowhere. But as of now, that's what we're rolling with for the Atlanta Falcons. I am Potsy Potts, DailyFantasySwag.com. We will be back tomorrow taking down the Baltimore Ravens. Later.